0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Post with Sachin Haddao and Milan Bhandari, where we will talk about all the things worth talking about in the magical world of the NBA. I am your co host, Milan Bhandari, and I'm Sachin Haddao. And today, we will be talking about the recent 2K release and all of the players' ratings. Take it away, Milan. Stop the recording. Okay, on to our main section. We are going to be talking about the NBA 2K ratings, the absurd amount of snubbery, and, well, just inflating people's ratings. So, without further ado, Sachin, who do you think is the biggest snub, not include not including Stephen Curry? Uh, biggest snub is hard, however... I can tell you that a very notable one is Trey Young and his 88 overall. One thing that I do know, uh, this this happens in all almost all 2Ks. Uh, they start off and the overalls aren't too great, and then eventually they do have some buffs, some adjustments, and then the overalls are about where they should be. But Trey Young is currently an 88 overall. That's terrible. That's about three to four overalls lower than Trey Young should be. His percentages are not the greatest, but his numbers are exceptional. And just because his Hawks team is not winning, that should not factor into him as a player. And 88 is just downright disrespectful to someone who's almost averaging 30 points and 10 assists a game. So 88 should look more like a 91 or 92 overall. What do you feel, Millen? Well... I agree and I disagree. Because I am happy because they gave Trey Young an 86 and three point shooting. But that's as far as the good stuff for Trey goes. I mean, they literally put Jason Tatum over Trey Young. And I'm no expert, but Jason Tatum is definitely not as good as Trey Young. Jin, so, do you think Jason Tatum is better than Trey? Do you really yeah, think that? Yeah, I is? actually do. Um, but I feel also Jason Tatum should get a higher overall too. Uh, Treyon's numbers are better. But the thing is, Jason Tatum is playing on a Celtics team, which is so evened out. Everyone's numbers have, have uh, dropped. Kemba, Kemba's numbers have dropped uh, as the other players are inflating. They're almost equal you know, you can't say straight up Kemba Walker is the best player on that Celtics team. Jalen Brown, for God's sakes, has con- has contention for that. Jason Tatum has contention. Kemba Walker, that team is very balanced and numbers are not going to show up for that sort of thing. However, I feel that Trae Young is still very underrated here. His numbers are great, better than Tatum, but I think Tatum is better. He has more of an all-around game. And yes, that is because of his height. His height does give him a very uh, large advantage over Trey Young, but that doesn't take away from that fact. Tatum can do more. He can defend better. He has better of an inside game. His three-point shooting, while not as good as Trey Young, is a higher percentage, and uh, he's very consistent. He's, he's a very good shooter in this league. So, uh, I actually do believe that Jason Tatum is indeed better than Trey Young. Hmm. That is a very interesting way to look at it. But, um, moving on from that kind of snubbery, I have to think, I have to tell you about some people whose ratings have been impeccably blown up. May I? Yes. So, um, everyone knows who, um, Chris Paul is, correct? And while Chris Paul, he is one of the best point guards, he was one of the best point guards in his prime. But now, he's not the same guy. Yeah, he's led his team, but he's not a good player. I know that some people are, like, pretty much yelling at me, but he's... He's not where he once was, and I most definitely don't think that he's better than Ben Simmons. According to two K, he's better than Ben Simmons. Suchin, do you think he's better than Ben Simmons? I know for a fact he is not better than Ben Simmons. Maybe they're just honoring him, his legacy, but I don't think they're honoring it. I think they're just—they just think that he's this amazing player who is so immortal. Do you think right. he's immortal? I don't know. Nah. Well, I would say to that, I don't know. I know that seems weird. You know, oh, Chris Paul uh, is not as good as Ben Simmons. Not, once again, numbers aren't everything. I think uh, a, player's, a player's evaluation should depend on three things. Actual cold, hard statistics, and then the eye test, and then how they're leading their team. Chemistry, wins, championships, that sort of thing. That's why, if you look at Curry's numbers, for his career, he's averaging 20.5 points per game, which is almost seven less than LeBron. Almost seven less than LeBron, and almost seven less than Kevin Durant. Also, 30 points per game in his unanimous MVP season, James Harden put up 36 last season, 18-19. Uh, so people, so numbers is obviously not what made that season so legendary because it is arguably the greatest season offensively of all time. Uh, and you can ask anyone, he's considered greatest three-point shooter of all time, but his percentages don't reflect that. Point, uh, 43.4 versus uh, Steve Kerr has a 45.4, uh, Seth Curry, you know. So you can't exactly base everything off of actual statistics the eye test does matter and I feel that Chris Paul passes the eye test better than Ben Simmons that's just my opinion obviously uh, everyone has different opinions but and then you factor in the fact that Chris Paul his team was not expected to win anything and he's really carried this team farther than it should have and he's shown what a leader really means so, I feel Chris Paul and Ben Simmons, that's pretty hard. Because I'm not throwing any shade to Ben Simmons. He's one of my favorite players in the league. And his, and he's very good. He's, his points have dropped off just a bit. But he's really showing the definition of a slasher and a playmaker. He knows what he's doing. And he can hit threes. So, I think they're pretty even. Yeah, I... Before I, um, stop this, um, arguing, because I don't want this to go the entire episode, but I just need to say one quick thing. For eye test-wise, they both had first-round exits. Ben Simmons, well, he didn't really play because he had that knee injury, but they both had first-round exits, so it doesn't matter that Chris Paul pushed him to seven. Did they win? They didn't win. So, that's that. Maybe, um... Maybe we'll see in the next couple seasons who's really the best player, but for in now – couple of seasons, I don't even think Chris Fall is <laughs> going to be in the league. That's, that's the, the point. Thing. And Ben Simmons that's is that's definitely becoming uh, quite exceptional of a player. Uh, I see him to be an all-star starter and possibly, possibly uh, an MVP candidate depending on how this process is going to pan out. Uh, but, yeah, I mean – that's about it. Let's let's move on to LeBron James and his oh ninety-seven overall rating. That's ridiculous. That's it's uh it's it's not right. He's it's not right. He shouldn't be a ninety-seven. Yeah, his numbers are insane. Like, but they're not ninety-seven type numbers. You know, especially when you consider that Giannis Antetokounmpo is below him. 97 also, but he is below him. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're basically calling LeBron, you're literally actually, you're literally calling LeBron James a better player than Giannis Antetokounmpo at the time, at the time, not Mm. career, but in this season, you're calling LeBron James better than Giannis. And I will have to disagree with that. I'm also hmm. going to disagree with Kawhi Leonard being a 96. I feel a like 94 is more fair for that. You hate Kawhi. You this is just this is all Okay, look, I'm putting biases. away my biases. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> if I had my biases, I'd say he's a 40 overall, but I yeah. will give him 94. I will be fair here. 94. He's yeah. not deserving of a 96 because he literally plays like two games in the season. Uh, and his numbers are not 30 points per game. He doesn't have over six assists per game, and he doesn't have over eight rebounds a game. He doesn't even meet one of those standards. Forget all of them at once. So giving him a 96 is a bit rich. Same goes for James Harden, although it's a very touchy subject. I think uh, that is a uh, whole episode in itself. It should be a whole that- – yeah, because our next you, episode, we, we're going to have to do an entire episode on the James Harden situation. Yeah. yeah. Like, the yeah. way yeah. he gets his points is so unnatural. It's kind of like Devin Booker <laughs> and his 70-point game. Y- you it didn't really notice it until the end. Until, the, oh, you he's scoring, okay, yeah, I guess he has a little bit of points. And then once he hit, like, 63, then people were noticing, oh, yeah, this guy actually scored points this game. In the same way, it's like it's unnatural how he's getting his buckets. It's and no one really up. notices it until you see the stat line, until you see the 60-point triple-double, until you see the favorite points seat. a night, until you see the 30-point game straight for over 100 games. Only then do people actually see how – Stupid! these stats are. And then that's when people go to, oh, he's flopping, always oh, doing this, always oh, doing that. I know, but he's really not. He's really not. Yeah, he's his, his flopping, I will admit, exists. But if people are just holding on to that one thing that he did and now prolonging it for straight up years. It, and people have been calling him a flopper and a liar for multiple years. That's yeah, not the case. He always- hasn't been flopping... For the you take one game and oh yeah, that's how he gets all his points. He goes to the free throw line that many times. He goes through the free yeah. throw line about double as many as any guard. Yeah. yeah and but he can't, he can't even convert them. An anonymous he can't even source. Touch in. An anonymous source was telling me that um that um he gets fouled too much, he's a dirty player. But that anonymous source also happens to like Michael Jordan. And uh, by the way I don't. Am I the only one who looked at how Michael Jordan, one season, he shot more free throws than James Harden has ever done in one season? Like, he's literally third on the all-time single-season free throw attempts. I mean, mm. carry on, Sachin. Right, yeah. Well Yeah. You there? It's just really hard to decide. I'm not gonna take a side in the James Harden debate in my life, I don't think, because it's just so hard to choose a side. There's arguments for both. So James Harden, I guess we'll just leave that where it is. But Stephen Curry in his 95 uh, perturbs me just a bit. I get very irate when I'm seeing 95 overall. At the very <laughs> least, can you give him a 97? At the very least, I, a 97. I, I... Well, they can't give him a ninety-seven because they don't know how he's going to be. They they can't give him something too high because no one knows that yeah. he's out of basketball shape. But they can't really disrespect him by giving him like an eighty, you know? Yeah, of course. The, first off, that would never happen. Uh, but second off, I understand. I mean, this season he played mean. like an eighty. Yeah, I understand what you mean, but you do have to understand that Stephen Curry, he was a 95 last year. He was a 95. And depending on what Miley you put him into, injury pre, whatever it was, uh, he would change between a 96 or a 95. Most of the time, 95. So they already had him at this rating before. So that injury stuff is thrown out the window. I just think it's flat out disrespectful. That the greatest shooter of all time, who had one of the greatest offensive seasons ever, and behind Kevin Durant, averaged 27, gets a 95. When LeBron, who didn't average as much, and played on a team of his own, gets a 97. I really don't think that that's very fair. uh, Mm -hmm. And in his his unanimous (laughs) MVP season, they gave him a 97 overall. What? You're telling me that's not a 99 overall? So, I mean, I'm that, not going to get
1: that's into, a into bit that too of much, snubbery. but the point
0: is, why are you dissing Curry? What did he do to you? I don't get it. Oh, and uh, may, I, uh, may I bring up something really quickly? Yeah. Okay, so, um, you guys know Michael Porter Jr., right? Do you think, honestly, do you think that Lou Williams and Michael Porter Jr. are on the same level? Like, Literally, Lou Williams is an eighty-one. Michael Porter Jr. is a eighty-one. Um, Sachin do you think that's correct? Michael Porter is eighty-one. No, straight up, no. Lou uh, Lou Williams Thank is not you. as good as him. Lou Williams has plays what about thirty minutes per game. This is the whole point. The Clippers are just trying to make him six man every year. Oh my god! Year, so every no. year, every year. So, that's they take him out of the rotation them. and give him 30 minutes. So, that's that's just dumb. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., on the other hand, is an insane talent, and I think is... What are you talking about? He's a bust. Michael Porter Jr. is a bust? I, I strongly believe that he's a bust. Okay, well, elaborate on that. How is Michael Porter Jr. a bust? Given his season... After his coming season? back from injury. Okay, first of all, he missed his entire first year with a back yes. injury. So that's not a good sign for the rest of his career. That doesn't set a good tone. Blake Griffin still won Rookie of the Year despite missing his first season. Uh, well, where's Blake Griffin now? Back with another knee injury. So... That's Blake Griffin's fault for being idiotic. And the difference is Blake Griffin relies entirely on his dunks because he doesn't know he doesn't have any other skills, he doesn't have any mid-range, he doesn't have any mm. soft touch around the rim, and his three-point shooting is subpar. So, okay, so um, all he relies I'll on is dunking, you what, and you're surprised he has a knee injury. Okay, um, so Michael Porter, he only started to play well in the bubble. Like the entire Regular season, not including the bubble. Michael Porter Jr. He was kind of bad, honestly. He was bad, and then finally he shows up in the bubble. But he uh, he had a, he had two good games, and everyone thinks that he's the best player in the NBA. Hey, well, I mean, the same thing happened to TJ Warren. That was hilarious, though. People were oh my genuinely gosh, was a... saying he is the that Michael was... <laughs> Jordan of the bubble. He could be the greatest player of all time. Was... That was amazing. That was one of the best things until they got swept. Yeah. That was, that was great. Now, that... he kind of deserved to get swept. Put his ego at rest. Yeah. You know? His ego got kind of big after that. But I'm not going to deny it was fun to watch. I mean, T.J. Warren lighten up teams. It was but thirty nine, thirty eight. That's what that was fun. It, and then on like sixty eight percent shooting and sixty two from three. I mean, well, I mean, on a bright side, Jimmy Butler. That that uh, that argument's done. Jimmy Butler is the better player. Like <laughs> he's clearly the better player after um whatever happened in that Indiana series. <laughs> yeah. That was not a good thing. So um, besides um, we're getting a bit off track here, but um, I would like to say one quick thing. According to um, my research, the NBA Two K Twenty One game has been kind of unplayable, in the sense that the cover athlete, mm. the cover athlete on what's his face, Damian Lillard, um, he can't even hit a free throw, like literally. He tweeted, I think, two days ago that he can't hit a free throw in the game. So, clearly, the shooting mechanics are kind of off in 2K. Oh, wait, Sachin, I don't think we explained what NBA 2K is. Let's explain that, shall we? Yes, of course, melon So, I yes. do play 2K myself. Uh, and I'll, I'll inform, for any of those who do not have the game, let me just give you a basic walkthrough of it. Uh, it is a basketball game created by 2K. Uh, they have multiple d- games. They have FIFA 20. There's Madden 20, w- WWE 2K20. Uh, but NBA 2K20 is their biggest earner. And in this game, you get four modes. You get Play Now, which basically gives you access to use whichever NBA teams you feel like and you get to play using the whole team. You can do whatever you want: single player, multiplayer, online, in leagues. It doesn't matter. And then you got my career, which is where you make your own player, and you go through their entire career. And then there's my team, where you can make your own team. Uh, oh, we any we'll eras, and ages You can use Hakeem Olajuwon in his prime on your team. You can use whatever you want. Uh, and there are rankings of those cards. We're not gonna dive too deep into this. Maybe in another episode. Uh, And then finally, you have my league where you can make your own league, uh, forge it however you feel, uh, make any trades, whatever you want, and you deal with your own team in my GM. So those are the four modes. Uh, And in 2K, in my career, the mechanics he's talking about, you can't hit a free throw. Yeah, here's the problem with that. This is actually good although people are getting mad at it. And that's the problem. You can't be this picky. Every year, the game is broken. You have people scoring 100 points, 200 points, 300 even. All of this stuff, uh, you're get, you're shooting 100% for field goal. People are greening with 33 three-pointers. Uh, and that, that's just unfair. That's straight-up unfair. And 2K decided, you know what? we're going to nerf it this year and we're going to make it normal for shooting. We're not going to make it that easy anymore. You're not going to get freebies. You're not going to be able to make whatever you want. And now people are getting mad for that exact reason. This, this is the problem. People would pour all of their attributes into stuff like dunking, into stuff like um, having good ball handling, into defense, blocking, and rebounding. And they would leave shooting alone, and they'd still be able to shoot just fine. And now, 2K's trying to fix that, and the same people who gotten mad at that are now getting mad again. So, I feel that 2K did the exact right thing here, and people are eventually going to figure out how shooting works. This happens every year. 2K20, same thing. 2K19, same thing. It's always problems with shooting, and then it gets better and better, and then It'll it'll be it'll work out just fine. You'll see. So for the 2K shooting, I will address that as not to worry. If you have 2K and you're worried about this, don't be. Don't fret. In about three months you'll be greening everything. Alrighty. That should be our first segment of The Daily Post podcast with Sachin Hedow and Milan Bandari. We will see you after this short break. Thank you. This week in NBA history, September 10th, 1948. Bob Lanier was born in Buffalo, New York. September 12th, 1984. Chicago Bulls signed Michael Jordan. September 12th. 2010, Kevin Durant's 28-point victory led Team USA to a gold medal. And September 13th, 2015, Hall of Famer Moses Malone, a 12-time All-Star, All-Star, passes away at the age of 50. Thank you for listening to This Week in NBA History. Welcome to a segment I would like to call The Humiliation. In this segment of The Humiliation, we are going to be talking about the Bucks. Ha ha ha. What is there to be said? Ha 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 ha. Getting beaten by the five seed, the Miami Heat. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, um. That was, um, that was an interesting series filled with injuries and just bad play. So, yeah, that is that for the humiliation. Thank you guys so much for listening to the second episode of the Daily Post podcast. And we'll see you next time.